due to the explicit nature of our content. Viewer, listener, discretion is advised. In other words, this is adult content. Hola, and welcome back to the Uinta Basement. I'm your host, the Mighty Quinn, coming at you from the armpit of Utah. Howdy, everyone. Well, we're back, and uh, we're looking at episode number eight here. Yeah, we're, we're back and, and grooving, and, you know, we're, we're putting a couple out here. Um, I'm doing things a little bit different. I'm uh, actually doing um, a solo one by myself, just a, a short um this way uh it breaks up the monotony and and maybe if i miss something in our episodes i can actually uh come back you know because during the week uh i uh i build (laughs) kind of bullet points you know kind of little pointers that i want to go over or or maybe something that has happened in the uinda basin why uh uh the week's gone through so i like to you know point out those things and sometimes when we get to uh a few people in this uh this uh place that we're recording um we get a little bit sidetracked yeah there might be a little bit of beer involved but (laughs) that's all good fun these microphones have actually just became our campfire i do believe you know growing up here we uh get most of our good talks you know and it's too bad that we couldn't pull a microphone in, but uh, and and it'd be more candid, and you'd laugh your asses off because, what what better time is to sit and drink some beers, listen to some music, and bullshit around a campfire? So we're gonna bring the microphone around. It's our new campfire, and <laughs> we're gonna try to get a few guys in here and out and talking. I have a, a few futuristic things coming up that. Uh, I think we'll have fun with, you know, uh, some, some guests that, uh, have been wanting to get on the show and, and, and just basically I, I get their name out there a little bit, you know, I mean, good friends, but, uh, we're looking at, uh, today is nine 11, 2021. Uh, I remember in 2001 when nine 11 hit, I had started a new job in, uh, South Mighton, uh, was, you know, I went from, uh, working for a union in Salt Lake as a journeyman and on top of the world. And what would happen is I, when, when I got out of high school, the Uinta Basin thrives upon the oil field and the oil field had crashed and there wasn't any work here there was you could probably if you knew somebody get a job at the supermarket but you know i mean that's only going to pay you minimum wage and me being uh, a father and having a family behind me i needed to move on and so yes i i got married at a a young age and no regrets no regrets at all i I love my kids they're all grown up now i can still go out and throw a football i can still be young and jump around and everything with my grandson as well but i had to search for work and i remember going to job service and looking at all the bullet 
postings and whatnot, and there just wasn't anything that I had experience for. So you'd put in, and they'd tell you you didn't have enough experience for the job. And so I didn't know how I was going to get any experience. So the first thing I did is I went to the city, and I put in, uh, I think, a, a application at the union that my dad had uh, uh, been a member of for quite some time, which he was inactive. He was out here working at the refinery at the time. And so I put an application in there and several other places. And I had my uncle, uh, uh, Jed, give him a salute out there. We're not going to do shout-outs anymore. I guess shout-outs are uh, for everybody else. It's been pointed out. So... uh, we're going to try to salute to everybody, you know, and what I mean by salute, let's go with that uh, good old Spanish salute. It's the same thing as cheers. So when I say salute, it's cheers. I'm putting my mug up to you. Now, my mug right now is full of coffee because it's early morning and uh, I'm not that kind of guy to get up and uh, just uh, break out a beer and, and uh, <laughs> you know, just uh, start recording first thing in the morning. But, you know, I've got uh, a fresh mind right now, and I want to get out there, and I'm getting you guys all sidetracked. So, basically, I, uh, my Uncle Jed, he uh, salute to him. There we go. That's where we left off. We uh, He got me a job as a plumber's helper. Great job. Wonderful job. Wish, kicked myself in the ass for leaving that. That was one industry that uh, I could have really excelled at because I, that's what I ended up doing a lot of. It was plumbing in the oil field and pipe fabrica- pipe fabrication. Um, granted, I served a four-year apprenticeship as well in uh, uh, heat and frost insulators and learned sheet metal layouts, which came over into pipe fitting skills that I also was a welder. So I went down there and I was plumbing and I just couldn't make ends meet. I think at the time, you know, late 90s, I was making seven fifty an hour. Well, price of gas was only a buck. But considering getting out of high school, I had to have the jacked up truck that uh, everybody in the country has because you're living the redneck dream. <laughs> I had to travel back and forth with that truck. And I don't know, between Salt Lake and Roosevelt, halfway's about Current Creek. Well, at that time, Current Creek had a lodge and a little restaurant out there with a gas station. And gas was not a dollar anymore. Gas was actually... a I think if you had to fill up there, it was like one of those uh, Hail Mary passes, the last last chance fill up, and it was about three bucks a gallon. So that truck that I could drive only had like 11, 12-gallon tank, and between Roosevelt and Current Creek, I'd get down to about a quarter of a tank, and I, there's no way I was going to make it to Heber heading to Salt Lake. So there's four fill-ups in one week just to get to work not to mention the run around in town so you're looking at five fill-ups not a lot of it doesn't seem like a lot of money because it was only a dollar a gallon but uh it was adding up you know food 
And then at the time we didn't have cell phones. I'd have to, I got a calling card. So it was cheaper to get a hold of uh, my wife just to see how she was doing. So we'd schedule a time and I'd call home to make sure the kids and everybody uh, was, you know, having a good time and everything. And I'd call home and I'd start getting homesick because people would be doing things at the home and you're like, God, I'm missing out on it. So yeah, being young, I went out there. I got in a car accident, a, a uh, car pile up on I-15. Nobody was injured. It was just uh, pretty much uh, fender benders. But it was one add up after another why I was down in the city. And I finally had to walk away. And I walked away and came back and worked as a roughneck in the oil field, working derricks on a workover rig. Oh, man, what a miserable job. Did it for about a year. Wasn't my thing. Um, you know, the elevators come out of the hole. You open, you close them, you put pipe in, they go back down. You know, I mean, you put rods, you go, go back down the hole. This wasn't for me. I had no idea what I was doing. Granted, I was also working with uh, uh, guys that were 35 years old. I'm 19. You know, I could barely just buy cigarettes at the time, which now is a thing of the past. You know, when you're uh, 21, I think is the <laughs> the thing now. You could go serve in the military, but you can't have a cigarette or a beer. <laughs> yeah, our uh, world is kind of crazy. But uh, so I uh, landed that job, which helped me in the long run because I uh, needed the oil field experience on my resume. I went to Salt Lake after I quit roughnecking and started a career with heat and frost insulators, local 69 in Salt Lake. Um, salute to them. I, uh, it was a good job, good people, good friends, still keep in contact with a lot of them. Um, I served a four-year apprenticeship had to go on weekends you know it was a lot of sacrifice but it turned out well I learned a lot was top-notch in their classes and put it all on hold to come out here to be a welder's helper in South Mighton. now getting back to the 9-11 thing so August 27th 2001 I started my career in the oil field as a welder's helper. Um, had a fun welder that uh, I was working with, a cowboy, a horseman. Um, I've been, I was in the city, uh, you know, probably 20 years ahead of what was going on out here. Safety, um, construction-wise, new technology. And I come out here and it was like, pull the reins. Just to stop. You know, I got here and I was like, man, I have worked around welders. I've worked around iron workers, sheet metal workers, electricians, plumbers, you know, carpenters, all the Utah building trades I was around. And it all came to a halt. We started coming up with some new terminologies. Um, I had to learn what a rostabout was. And yes, if you guys really want to know what a rostabout is, it's the circus people that set up the tents 
That's what a real Rustabout is. <laughs> the oil field adopted this uh, name, and I didn't like it, man. I didn't like it at all. But So I adapted Welder's Helper. Now, 2001 comes around, and the Twin Tower thing happens by... Uh, we had a petroleum engineer, which was the district manager of our company, come down. And we were gathering ice to put in our coolers for the day. And we uh, were getting water. You know, I mean, it's August. It's hot out in the oil field, so you want to make sure that uh, you got plenty of water to hydrate. Plus, I'm low man on totem pole. I'm the welder's helper, so yeah. Helper, go get the water, you know. So I'm sitting in there, and our uh, district manager comes running down. He says, we're going to war, boys. We're going to war. I had no idea. It's not like, uh, you know, we were out near a radio or we had smartphones at the time. I had no idea what had happened. And then it came on the radio. It was silence. The whole day just completely stopped hearing the tragedy and what had happened and nobody exactly knew what had happened yet it uh it was a different place it was a different uh world at the time um no planes in the air you know we work in this desert it's huge hugely uh an airstrip flying back and forth because the airstream goes through here and so Looking up in the sky and not seeing any planes was amazing. And and it went for quite a few weeks that uh, they shut down the the, uh, the airports so that uh, we didn't have this problem because they didn't know if it was going to be a, a, a chain reaction. So we were working, and I'm working with this great guy, uh Rest his soul. He uh, was a good friend, and he passed away uh, due to pneumonia. Um, Samisi was his name. He was Polynesian. Um, he, at the time, we didn't have to wear uh, FR cotton or uh, it's a fire retardant uh, clothing that we wear here in the oil field. Um, so it's hot outside. He's got his shirt off. We're building tank batteries. And he starts putting rags on his head. Rags that we use to clean up pipe dope or oil or clean our hands with. He starts wrapping them around his head. And he's standing up on top of the tanks at the time. I think we're installing a vent line. And... I remember these tourists come down because they run the river, uh, the sandwash boat ramps down the road that we work on. And they come down to ask directions. And they scared that the terrorists had taken over because Samisi had put those towels on. Oh, we laughed for hours. It was so fun. But this is just some of the memories I remember. And, and um, you know, I mean, living here in Utah, I didn't have anybody in New York or anybody that was uh, a part of that 9-11. It's just what kind of things that happened to us. But um, 
my hats off to the military, my hats off to the firefighters and everybody that um, sacrificed their lives and um, cops, people, everything. Um, yeah, today's uh, today's a day for remembrance. So I'm going to uh, move on um, past that. And, you know, I mean, 20 years. So um I brought up on my uh, last uh podcast with a uh, well I have not brought it up because it's recorded and I have not edited it yet. But uh I brought up uh Podmunity. And if you guys are looking to uh uh listen to different uh uh, mute, uh podcasts out there um this is a way of we we're sharing each other's podcast so you get an idea of what's going on here in Utah maybe a different format maybe you don't like comedy maybe you like the salty sex cast and you want to learn more about uh you know sex and your family your partner and things like that so the salty sex cast is a great one to listen to and they're uh locally in Salt Lake Bariah and Brady they do a wonderful job down there um they're part of the pod community um, the other side of the beehive that I constantly talk about, Angel Severa and Justin Simmons and Brian, they, uh, they're excellent guys that uh, get right out there and have a good time with the comedy and they work hard. I think they're the probably hardest workers and I've mentioned this before, uh, uh, El Presidente, Angel Severa and uh, uh, CEO uh, Justin Simmons, they all work underneath the pod father what we call dre Araka, which you can find him on uh u92 in salt lake but uh and he also has several uh podcasts that he's involved with um he's got his own um unrestricted and it's a good follow and he the, he's involved with uh uh Highline Tattoo, and they have the 27th hour, and the hour continues. And he's probably involved in everywhere because, just like uh, Angel Severa said uh, in some of his podcasts, he's like uh, uh, got a time machine and he's traveling around because the guy never sleeps. Amazing guy. Um, don't know him personally. Maybe one day get to meet him and uh, shake hands with a legend that, uh, legend of creators. Um, you know, because his offspring has uh, talked me into getting my voice out there and try to uh, share it with you guys. And it may be dull, and <laughs> I'm not a dweeb. I'm just a sucker with no self esteem. Yeah, offspring, huh? It's funny how these things turn into that kind of stuff. So we'll move on. Um, check out the pod immunity. Check out uh, Hard Talks with Hippie and a Blonde. Um, yeah, the other side of the beehive, uh, Becca Hayes, what's Becca Hayes? I think it's just the Becca Hayes show. Um, they're all on the formats out here and try to keep it, you know, Utah based. Let's listen to these guys. They talk about stuff that we relate to. So why not? All right. Pet peeves. I always tried to bring a, a little segment into pet peeves and, this week, uh, it's not much. Pet peeves. Shopping carts. Shopping carts. Shopping carts. Shopping carts. 
So, you go grab you a, a shopping cart. You shop around the grocery store. You check out. You come back to your truck, car, whatever. What do you do? I, I unload my groceries. I unload my groceries. I take the cart back to the cart return. I'm not going to be that person that parks it on a rock so that somebody else can come out, clean it up, my mess, wipe my ass, and put it back in the cart return. Not to mention the scratches on vehicles and whatnot. So I like to see the carts return back to the cart return. That helps the bagger get out, get his stuff back in. You know, I mean, these these are probably high school kids that are just getting a start in life. So they're not making too much money. And, I mean, this is the labor they got to do. they got to go circulate and run around the whole entire parking lot, look for loose carts. Um, yeah, not something uh, I want to do. But uh, try to just help out your fellow fellow friend there, you know. Get out, put your carts up. Um, Also grab the cart from the cart return that's outside, not the one that's inside. So you're actually helping him out too. I I don't know. Maybe it's an OCD thing. But that's my only pet peeve that I do have this week. Uh, If you got some pet peeves, you know, and you want to email me, uh, email me at... uh, eskimo.cole at gmail.com and i'll get them on this podcast you know um i probably won't uh uh, throw you under the bus and and uh and you know just use your last name i'll just probably use your first name so you give you uh, a salute out out there so that you have an idea uh that that's your story out there um yeah get a hold of me on my email and i think that'll be the best bet uh um the NFL, the NFL kicked off this week, you know, how about that Tom Brady, you know, I was actually pretty shocked, I thought uh, Tom Brady was going to blow the Cowboys right out of the water, but you know, Cowboys have had a bad team for uh, quite some time, so I'm pretty sure that they've been picking her, picking up some really good first round drafts, and uh, you know, uh, some good players because of being on bottom. So they're probably going to have some new talent come out and you might see them. They're not my team. They're a rival. I'm not going to bat out the NFL. I got to watch all these teams, you know, but, uh, back in the nineties, man, I hated the Cowboys. Oh man. When you're a Niner fan, the Cowboys are always a threat, always a threat. Um, but yeah, uh, right there at the, the last, uh, the Cowboys bring it up. Uh, three points ahead and Tom Brady I'm gonna say did his magic I mean I was not impressed with the four passes he put to the sidelines in the same spot just to get the kicker on the field I I feel that if they were that close they might as well just taken the kick anyways but uh yeah he wasted uh wasted four throws they put up a field goal walked away with the win um so that got us started with our our season i'm excited to see what's going on this year we've got uh on my niners all the uh all the people that have been injured are back let's see how long they can uh keep that up until (laughs) they get injured again that's usually how this football thing goes but uh uh yeah we've got uh 
definitely some games. Maybe we could get uh, Cody tonight and and uh, do some recording with him, and he can tell us that uh, what he thinks the predictions are. You know, maybe I'll get a list up and and maybe we can get into some of this sports reading a little bit. Yeah, football is my passion when it comes to the fall. Football and hunting, fishing. So I'm excited to see how this goes. So another thing I want to talk about is uh, it is fall. And I have this uh, group on Facebook and I have it also on Instagram, whichever you would like to get. On Instagram, it's the Uinta underscore basement. So if you get on that one, you could post your pics up on it, follow it. Um, I'll follow you back and we'll post some pics. I want to see some trophies. I want to see your guys' hunts, man. Whether they're good ones, small ones, I want to just see the meat hanging in trees. You know, and even if you, it's just fish, let's get them out there. I'll post them. Let's go. And, 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 you know, you guys got to be proud of what you got. Um, on Facebook, it's the Uinda Basement podcast. It's a private group because it's explicit. You could say fuck shit, damn ass, whatever you want on it. And so, you know, there is the disclaimer. They wouldn't let me go public on it, you know. Um, some people might be offended, you know, I'm sorry about that. This is uh, adult nature, you know, I don't want to offend everybody. I'm not going to call out everybody on, you know, their lives. And please just uh, respect that we have a, a good time with what we're doing here. And, you know, we're just out here to be ourselves, get some ratings. But post on there. Let's get some uh, trophies out there. Old uh, Coy Stringham salute out to him, you know. He uh he gave us some uh good uh, elk sheds the other day, you know, and, and and so I posted on it and told him uh, better late than never. And the reason why I mean that is, if you're not familiar with shed hunting, which is the uh, where we harvest antlers, it uh, usually starts uh you know pretty much the first of the year until about May, and then uh the usually the grass is a little bit too high to find a lot of the horns, so you're just usually stumbling into them. So uh yeah i give him a shout out that's awesome coy thank you thank you for your support and uh another fellow guy that uh we've talked to to see if we can get on the show and this guy's an average fisherman hunter lives lives in uh fruitland and he uh he's like in the hub where he can go to the gorge he go strawberry he give you all kinds of fishing reports lake Powell, whatever and the guy is very knowledgeable and great sense of humor. So one of these days we might get him on here. Um, and with another topic I would like to talk about is uh, uh, swear words. Back in the 80s, I remember how crucial it was if you said God. We'd have people correct us and say, please don't take the Lord in name in vain. And so that to me was a swear word. Well, now it's pretty common. Everybody has uh, advanced and God's not as big of a uh, a swear word as it used to be. People say Jesus too. It's it, it's just uh, like Jesus Christ, you know, and they say it out of text and, and, and it throws people off and some people don't like it or not. But what I'm going for is swear words 
kind of evolving? Are they losing their meaning to where they became a part of our vocabulary? They, to me, I think we're evolving a little bit. Um, you're seeing people use shit damn all the time. Shit damn ass, which in the 80s, man, kids said that stuff. They'd look at you and, oh, wow, now their parents got away with it. And some parents didn't even say it. Well, some parents said it all the time. They just said it behind closed doors so their kids didn't. But not my mom and pa. You know, I learned uh, I learned a lot of words growing up. Um, <laughs> one of my first uh, swear words was bastard. I had no idea what it was, but, you know, my grandpa, yeah, He's uh, not with us anymore. He hasn't been with us for quite a while, but I still have memories of him. But he used to call me his uh, little pot liquor, and I had no idea what that was. And I think a pot liquor might have been uh, just a little kid maybe licking the pot, or it could have been a kid licking the toilet. But he called me a little pot liquor, and he called me a little bastard. Well, I had no idea the bastard is a derogatory word until uh, I uh, I met a, a lady that had two boys that uh, didn't have a father. And then they pointed it out to me. And I was like, I'm sorry. I apologize. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody's feeling, feelings. But uh, it's just something I've said all the time. And I still say bastard, you know. But it's not in contest. I, I, mine is towards a file. It's a bastard file is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people at all, you little bastard. <laughs> get you that little Brooklyn accent, get out there. And, yeah, bastards here, bastards there. Yeah, um, shit, I think anymore is not a bad word. Um, shit is everywhere. Um, it's poop. It's it, it's just a vocabulary on top of vocabulary. Um, fuck. It's just how you say it. It can be mean. It can be hurtful. And, and I mean, there is, a, a, I think, the history of the F word. I think Bob and Tom did it. Um, it gives you the vocabulary. The F word is neat. The F word is supposed to be in all of our vocabulary. So I think there it's it's progressing. Um, starting to hear it a lot more. You're not getting as many heads turned. I just think that if you use it, use it in good taste. It doesn't have to be every word. And I mean, what I mean by every word, when we get out to work, I think I can use it like four or five sentences at least ten times. <laughs> oh, yes. So, um, uh, I want to talk about uh, grammar and text in, uh, in texting. Is it proper? Do you need to be corrected when you're texting? I mean, this is a short hand of talking, and you're just getting to the point. Um, there's constantly times that I'm not checking my spelling. I mean, to put fuck, and it says duck all the time. Then somebody's like, that's not what you really meant, was it? And you're like, no, but it autocorrect corrects you most of the time it just doesn't put your punctuation in um is this ruining us probably i know since i've been texting i forget where the commas go 
uh, where the periods go, exclamation points are on everything anymore, and you could put four or five of them. So, uh, <laughs> you know, question mark, question mark, question mark, and that means I'm serious, right? So you got to kind of read into these, uh, you know, emotions within texting. And I'm somebody that reads something and I take it defensive sometimes, and then I'll hand it to my wife. And she's like, I just think you're looking too deep into the sentence. It's just a sentence. They're like, no, but they're pretty blunt about it. They gave me a crying face. <laughs> so, you know, I I think that uh, you can do a lot with text messaging. But if you've got some emotion in it, make sure that uh, you stress that, yeah, I'm, I'm mad, I'm happy, I'm sad. Um, maybe put the smiley face, the mad face, and that. But if you're teasing, you know, you know, let the guy know I'm just teasing with you. I'm busting your balls. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's got anything to say about that, like I said, email me. Get on that Facebook. Get out there on Instagram. Get a hold of us. Um, a couple nights ago, Corn and Stain played. I guess it was a killer show there in the Salt Lake USANA amphitheater wow yes corn kicked ass considering they've lost one of their band members due to covid it was either their uh uh, guitarist or their drummer and i heard on the radio i was listening to k bear yesterday which is not a sponsor but uh salute to them uh we get uh k bear out there and uh Lindsay said that uh uh, they had lost these guys, one to COVID, one band member, um, well, Monkey is sick with COVID, and then the other bassist, uh, he, uh, they let him go, and they filled his place with, uh, um, the suicidal tendencies bassist. How badass is that? You know, I mean, to get them in there. Um, rumor is, is uh, uh, Corn, the front man, and the rest of the band, the group, they all got sober except the bassist. So he was replaced. Now, I, that might be false news. Um, I'm not sure. But I think that, uh, you know, it's cool that they were able to grab somebody that can pick up and be right a part of what's going on especially with punk rock you know that's that's totally awesome yeah uh i don't have too much more uh fishing report uh i think uh yesterday was the last day you can catch kokanee as of today it's illegal to catch kokanee in the state of utah um fishing's going to get great um those trout are going to start getting hungry but the bass and bluegill start tapering off due to cold waters um i could feel i'm uh out in my uh, shop right now this is where we're doing our recording and i could feel the cool weather in the air and it's beautiful out morning nice crisp morning makes me want to go hunting but yeah we're getting some equipment we're getting our names out there um we're starting to get some followers and Thank you guys for your support so far. Thank you for 
all the positive feedback and you know um i'm new at this and i'm having a good time and i try to make it into as uh refreshing and and fun as we can uh we'll do some more recording tonight i got an ace in the hole um new episode on monday uh for you guys i'm gonna try to do every mondays and throw you out maybe a solo on wednesdays so that you have a little midweek refresher what's going on so if you need to get a hold of me uh you know get out on the uinda basement on facebook you went to underscore basement on instagram and it's new so i mean there's not a lot of followers it's mostly uh uh other podcasters that i'm trying to uh help everybody else with the pod immunity um and then uh if you need to get a hold of me on my email uh eskimo.cole at hotmail.com or eskimo.cole at gmail.com gmail will get me faster than the hotmail and i'll try to check it uh my only fans right now is on hold um i asked for more money and they weren't having it yet um not getting a whole lot of positive feedback but my good hell i'm 45 so everybody get out there we'll see you later i'm out yeah we're looking at uh episode number eight we're up in uh grooving